This episode is brought to you by Starbucks. Discover festive magic with red cups at Starbucks. Find joy in every sip with the toffee nut latte. Have it hot for the ultimate winter warmer. Embrace the chill by getting it iced. Or go all out with the new toffee nut cream cold brew. Festive favorites are back at Starbucks. On Starbucks Delivers and the Starbucks UK app. While stocks last at participating stores. Must be 18 plus to use the app and delivery. T's and C's apply. You asked for it. Now you've got it. The ultimate FIFA soundtrack has been decided with iconic artists like Muse, MGMT, Saint Motel, Blur, Billie Eilish and more making their return in FIFA 23's new World Cup mode. Play the World Cup now in FIFA 23 on PlayStation 5. FIFA 23, the world's game. Hello listeners, before you get into the latest PS5 episode, I'm here to let you know that each week you could get this episode and all other episodes ad-free and up to three days early. Not only that, you can also gain access to Patreon-exclusive PlayStation shows that focus on sales numbers, all-time lists, showcase predictions and more. Head over to www.patreon.com forward slash latest PS5 or click the link in the description to join our PlayStation community and show your support. Now, enjoy the show. Incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, amazing feeling. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to latest PS5. Alex and Sonny here with another groundbreaking week of news in the PS5 realm. Uh, we're going to be diving into Santa Monica plans, the Game Award nominations, Man of the Year Solid 3 remake movement, and a Tekken 8 update, baby! Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would have said that anyway, but like, yeah, man, I'm talking about... So, uh, yeah, um, with me as always is Mr. Sangera. How you doing, man? I'm going to skip that. So I'm playing God of War Ragnarok, as is everybody else. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. What a game. What a game. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't want to get too much into it, but it takes, for me, it takes everything that 2018 does and just builds on it. I'm not going to say, oh, it's better, it's better, because you've got the the, the the feeling of new with that first God yeah. of War 2018. But what this does, you just appreciate it because everything is just built better. Do you know, mm. it's still a PS4 game. You can see it. If you know video games, you can see the infrastructure it's of PS4. Back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not saying it's held back because they've lushed out the PS5, but he still has to go through the little cracks in the wall, you know, it's oh, all one take still, no. <laughs> but the, the PS5, like, you know, everything is fine. Like there's the, what's, what's yeah. the point of putting hints on a loading screen when there is no loading screen on, by the time you're halfway <laughs> through the sentence, it's gone. But what's amazing on the PS5 is just like, cause it is all one take. Like when you walk through like a gate, there's like, the flash is instant and you're already in the new world. It's already loaded up. Whereas obviously if you remember in the PS4, you get the bright flash, he walks through it mm. and it's loaded up and the camera kind of holds it. Nope. You're just moving straight through straight. into the next world, ratchet style nice. almost. Um, but yeah, beautiful game built beautifully. If you have the HDMI 2.1 TV, I am telling mm. you now, higher frame rate on and favor performance. Alex, this game. Yeah. The one. It just moves like sex, mate. It's <laughs> I can't Digital put it sex, anyway. maybe here first. Utterly butterly for the British <laughs> listeners, right? You know, uh it is so smooth. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was just like, oh my so god, good. what a game. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so good, dude. It's so good. They're doing excellent, everything excellent. perfect. Like out you can yeah. see why because I thought to myself, I thought it's gonna get 80 Metacritic because it doesn't have that new factor to it, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that it sits at 94, I was like, oh, wow, they got the Nintendo bump. But when you play the game, you're like, no, this deserves it. This absolutely, it's solid. The best thing about Star Wars is the different planets and the environments. It has Mm -hmm. that feel in Mm -hmm. this game. You know what I mean? The best thing about the old, like, mythical films, like with the Greek mythologies, like, 
Jason and the Argonauts or whatever they were mm. all called, all those sort of films. It's got all that lore in there. Do you know what mm. I mean? And Thor and Kratos. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Thor and Kratos. That's all I'm saying. Okay, Thor and Kratos. Okay. That is it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'll tell you straight, there has never, ever, 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 ever been a better hours opening of a game than God of mm. War Ragnarok. Seriously. Wow. Wow, impressive, impressive, and that, that's and, it. that and that saying something, you know. Yeah, um, but I've also I... been playing. I've been also been playing. Um, my hand in a God of War realm as well. Obviously, the 2018 edition. I've been playing the Legacy version. <laughs> mate, the mate, it's so weird though. I've seen a lot of people it's playing a... it. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Man. It's really good. I can see why people are like putting it up there, like in their top three favorite games, like two games of all time. But uh, I'm at the very. I think I'm almost at the end now. We've gone back to Helheim. You know, the cool. Um, the cold version of Helheim or whatever. Mm. Um, and I'm on a floating boat. That's what I can say, really. really oh, yes. Yeah, yeah but, without um, spoiling yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. You're getting, You're getting there. there. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it really much. And I can't wait to just like dive straight into the sequel, man. But anyway, with all that God of War talk, you got some God of War news. Stuff. I have indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's a little bit of news, only a little bit, but then it leads into a, uh, something slightly different to do with God of War, and then Alex will flesh it out even more with number two. So, number one. Sony Santa Monica Studios' Corey Barlog, who we all know was a director of the original God of War 2018, has revealed that God of War Ragnarok, he's the creative director for Ragnarok, uh, is currently spread out on a lot of different things, although wouldn't go into any detail as to what the company is actually working on. So what he's saying there is this team, which has predominantly only made God of War games, and, you know, when they didn't make a God of War game, it got cancelled by Shuhei Yoshida, and then they went into God of War. So they got their fingers on a lot of different projects at the moment. We'll say two, maybe three at best um so that's what he's saying that everybody's kind of spread out so we will looks like we will definitely 100% be seeing sony santa monica release one or maybe even two games this generation you know one for ps5 and then one that split between the next generation nice. and this one so we'll see there but sticking with sony santa monica speaking with the la times eric williams who is the actual director of God of War Ragnarok, also chimed in on the matter saying that if the studio were to simply focus on God of War for the remainder of its career, then there'd be no shame in doing so. And this is what he said. I remember talking to someone from another game company. They were trying to get me to leave. They said to me, do you just want to be known as the God of War guy for the rest of your life? That was your big pitch to dissuade me because yes, I kind of do. <laughs> I mean, again, we spoke about it last week when your main Steam titles are all, lowest Metacritic is 92. You're, you're in esteemed you know, franchise exactly. and IP. Yeah. You're making a you're, classic. It's very rare that you get IPs like that. that as we said, mm. you can count them on, on one hand, whether it be uh, select Zelda, select Mario's, select, you know what I mean? That is very mm. few and far between to have a whole thingy in those 90s. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's really interesting. Sony Santa Monica trying something new, trying something different. It's cool. But staying with God of War and expanding to PlayStation as well. Jeff Keighley's annual Game Awards revealed the nominees in each category on Monday in a live stream, which showed once again PlayStation as a publisher dominating across categories, standing at 20 nominations total. Sony dominates the publish publisher number, with the next closest being Nintendo and Annapurna tied with 11 apiece, then Bandai Namco with eight nominations, Riot with six, then both EA and Focus Entertainment have five titles with nominations. Finally, Square Enix, WB Games and Finji all walk away with four titles nominated across the 31 categories. God of War Ragnarok is the most nominated title this year with 10 nods. Horizon Forbidden West has seven nominations, tied with Elden Ring for second to Ragnarok. And while Ragnarok and Forbidden West did most of the heavy lifting, Gran Turismo 7 earned itself two nominations and The Last of Us Part 1 remake was nominated solely for the innovation in accessibility category. Well, it's quite interesting because Last of Us, even though it's a remake, has one of the highest um, 
Metacritics of the year and it's not in game of the year but Final Fantasy 7 was and that was a good remake but that was a much bigger remake so that counts right you know what I mean it would be does it does it really count or it's, oh, they yeah. kind of change, they changed the game four. though didn't they Among God of War Ragnarok and Horizon Forbidden West nominations included game of the year best direction best narrative best art direction best audio design and best action adventure Christopher Judge and Sonny Suljic were both nominated for Best Performance for their roles as Kratos and Atreus, respectively. Ashley Birch was also nominated once again for her performance as Aloy in Horizon, the second time she's been nominated for the role. A lot to take in there, Alex, but it's better to talk about the Game Awards when you go through number two because you have the wonderful, wonderful job of listing every relevant one for us. Yeah, so uh, grab yourself a coffee, ladies and gentlemen. Get yourself a Coke or even a nice whiskey uh, on ice. Uh, let's go through this year's nominees, starting with the Game of the Year, which is what everybody really wants to hear. So you can skip past the rest of it after this, but this <laughs> is the epic list. And number one, we have Elden Ring, as we kind of knew. God of War, Ragnarok. Number three, we have Horizon Forbidden West. We then have Stray. A Plague Tale Requiem, and finally wrapping up or closing up with Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Nintendo Switch wrapping there. I was going to say that's Dude, on the Switch, isn't it? It is on the Switch, man. Yeah, see that? They just held it down. You know what? Out of all those, man, I was really surprised to see Stray. I was like, what the frick? I you told know, you, man, anyway. people love that game. They, you know, you played that, right? Did you, was it that I, good? I, was it actually that good? As I said when I spoke about it, it's, it's different. Mm. It's beautiful. It actually has a really good story, but it does. And the most important thing is it does not overstay its welcome. It's done in three, four hours. Do you know what I mean? So I think had it been a five, six hour game, it wouldn't be. But it hits just right. And just when you're starting to think, oh, for fuck's sake, you're already in the final (laughs) level. And you're like, oh, okay, finished Uh, it. It's actually got a great ending to it. So it's like, okay, cool. Do something. And I guess this is like this is this year's uh, indie game, right? Because... As we always need one. Yeah, it was what was it last year? It was uh Hades and then the year Hades. before that was Celeste. Yeah, yeah. So you know yeah. it kind of goes. Yeah, yeah, we gotta keep it going. You know, I mean give it one but I'm surprised that Xenoblade Chronicles made it in there. No bayonetta. But anyway, still working for the Nintendo. Hopefully, uh Zelda will be in there for next year. Oh, that's hundred percent. Hundred percent. But God of War though, dude, it's only been out for like a week and a bit. <laughs> I think what Sony did that was very smart is they were so com. They did it with 2018 as well, but they actually did it for even longer with Ragnarok. So 2018, they gave it to reviewers two weeks before launch, let them play it, and the reviews mm. came out a week before. They did it again this time, which meant <laughs> that because they had that two and a half week pre-launch to get their hands on it, yeah. it was efficient. It could and and the reviews were written. It could be. It was within the cutoff date of being it's nominated. You know what I mean? <laughs> if they turned around and Very said, smart. "Oh, you play it," but the embargo for reviews is the day of launch, it would have missed the cutoff date. Wow! So, wow, which is what uh, what a lot of people were moaning about. How did Forza Horizon, which came out on the same day, not get nominated, but God Award did? That's the big argument. But they don't understand mm-hmm. that the Forza Horizon cutoff date for or the embargo was on the same mm. day as the cutoff. It was too... You can't do that. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So see. it's one of them. Xbox um, need to learn a page or two from the uh, Sony playbook. Exactly. Show. But Elden Ring, obviously, you know, at the top spot, you know, obviously it started off this year with Elden Ring and I still haven't got around to it. But anybody who's actually touched that game and said it's actually an amazing experience. Um, you played it yet? Or yet? No, no, no. I'm, I'm waiting. Ray tracing, waiting, waiting for uh, <laughs> waiting a long time. Just, whenever it comes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, there's plenty of God of War to uh, play between them. All right, then. So uh, diving on to uh, best game direction. Um, going back to and it's going to get very repetitive, guys. But let me sit in. Uh, number one, we have uh, Elden Ring. One second before you carry on. Uh, can yeah. I have a couple bird, please? Well. <laughs> 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 All right, carry on. Cheers. Sorry, listeners. Right, you can see what this list is going to do, right? <laughs> Get your drinks in. Um, hold on, hold on. Hold on. To, to God of War, yeah? Uh, yeah. Should we just jump to God of War? <laughs> Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok. We're actually going to give you the the, um, uh, the winners right now. Uh, it's going to be God of War all the way. 
Um, uh, sec- uh, sorry, thirdly, we've got Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality, and Stray again for best game direction. Again, interesting. Okay, the way to do this, you do the list, and then we'll just do an early what we think is going to win it. So we'll come back yeah. to game of the year, right? Okay. Best game direction. Who's going to win? Quick. All right. Uh, God of War, even though I haven't even played it. Horizon. All right. All right. So best narrative. I haven't played all these games, but I'll probably just say God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> What's what's the what's the what's the games for narrative? All right, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so best narrative we have Elden Ring, um, a Plague Tale Requiem, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, and Immortality. My money is on God of War. Uh, I think politically, a Plague Tale will win that because game uh-huh. awards, but game awards are always balanced. If you look carefully, right, game of the year, game direction, narrative, art direct, a lot of these games are the same. You know what I mean? Mm. And they've done that. Literally, they're going to balance it. You can tell, you can see it from a mile away. You know what I mean? Like, as I say every year, the real award are the DICE Awards because that's the developers who are voting for it, not the not, okay. not, not, yeah, not yeah. these lot. This is the, the Game PS. Awards, you know, where there's yeah, more yeah, advertisements yeah, than it is games. So more political. I think best narrative, I think it will go to a Plague Tale Requiem. Okay, okay. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, for best art direction, we have Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon, Forbidden West, Scorn and Stray. Um, hmm. My money's going to win Elden Ring for that one. Elden Ring's going to win a lot, and I think it has to because it, it it covers all the Xbox fanboys and all the PlayStation ones because it's the one game they'll settle for, right? Mm. Horizon <laughs> should win choice. it though. Horizon, should, Horizon win it, should take it really? because as beautiful as God of War is, the fact that Horizon is so close to it visually and it's an open world. And you're talking about art direction. You got to talk about the combat with the big mechs. That's art. You know what I mean. That yeah, is just pure yeah. fucking art, man. So, but Elden Ring, man. I mean, they've got some insane monsters and beasts in there. Things that you can't even imagine. It could be, man. It could be. Or they could be dumb and give it to uh, Scorn, which just looks as grey as hell. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe or even Stray. Um, all right. So moving on to best score and music, we have Elden Ring, A Play Tale, Requiem, God of War, Ragnarok, Metal, Hellsinger. And Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Uh, um, I'm going to say God of War because the only game I played. <laughs> probably God of War. Even though Xenoblade, apparently people love that that soundtrack. But hey, mm. what do I know? All right. And so moving on to best audio design. Uh, similar thing. We have Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2. The first nomination for it. Uh, Gran Turismo 7 and Horizon Forbidden West. It's the best audio design. Has Me, to I'm going to put it on the Gran Turismo. I was going to say has to go because... Yeah. I know God of War sounds stunning, right? And I know COD, as always, sounds stunning. And Horizon was stunning, the sound. Mm-hmm. But Gran Turismo 7's 3D audio is flipping ridiculous. <laughs> You've seen it yourself. If a car's mm-hmm. coming to the right behind yeah, you, yeah, actually, yeah. you can hear yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You can hear it. it. Is, it is. And even actually, if you... It's almost like you can feel the wind blowing in your face. It's one of those things that if you go... If you change the view, the sound changes. So it's not yeah. the same sound. Like if you're in the car, it's more muffled than if you're out the car because now you can hear yeah. the car from outside. And if you look to the right, all the sound moves with you. You know what yeah, I mean? That is just is really ridiculous. Point. But it if is. you remember correctly, I said to you, I think it was last year where I said a, a, a racing game should have won for best audio uh, because mm-hmm. it sounded amazing. I can't remember what it was. Um, and it didn't. It didn't win. It, I can't remember what it was. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think Gran Turismo 7 deserves this by a mile away because its sound is stunning. Yeah. But if they're balancing yeah, it yeah, out, definitely. they'll probably give it to COD. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, Linjo. If they're balancing it out, what you think are going to give it to Elder Ring? No, I'm going to say Gran Turismo. Right, so if, if they've to... got... Okay. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, all right, and so best performance, uh, we have uh Christopher Judge as Kratos in God of War. We have Sonny Sulchik as Atreus in God of War Ragnarok. We have Ashley Birch as Aloy in Horizon Forbidden West. We have Charlotte McBurney as Amika Amesia in a Plague Tale Requiem. You had it right the and first time. Manon Gage at Marissa Marvel Immortal Marissa Marvel in Immortality. Best performance, I think it's going to go to Charlotte, a Plato Requiem. I think they'll just. It's definitely a balance it. out there. The fact that Sony has like 60% of the nominations on that one. <laughs> yeah. I personally Brilliant. would give it to 
Ashley Birch or yeah. actually at the moment like Atreus is actually really cool in God of War Ragnarok but yeah I can I, I wouldn't be surprised if Charlotte McBurney wins it um I've played the first Plague Tale I'm waiting to play the second one yet um yeah. and she's great in the first one so she'll be great in the second one as well so um and the thing is I mean I would give it to I mean I think Charlotte take you know the thing is about Aloy she just seems too I don't know forced <laughs> you know, but I think the performance like, now isn't yeah but the performance now isn't just vocal because all these all these yeah. characters all these um nomina- nominees are mocapped and stuff and her mocap mm-hmm. is mad mm-hmm. you know what I mean like it's yeah yeah I'll give you that I'll give you that but then Kratos is Kratos at the end of the day, and it's like really hands down. Read it, boy. <laughs> so did he still call him boy in the second one as well? He doesn't even <laughs> bother learning his name. Dude, the way they are <laughs> going on a tangent again, but the way they transition that relationship into this game. Again, every yeah, time good. Sony releasing a game, they're just yeah. moving the narrative. Not the whole mm-hmm. thing, but a different aspect of it. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the the relationship between Joel and Ellie is stunning, but it's shown in facial animations and cutscenes and yeah, stuff yeah. from The Last of Us Part Two. Kratos and Atreus's relationship is verbal, and the way right. they're speaking in the game, it's like fucking hell. Like, yeah, yeah. oh shit! Like, like, it's so it's it's untouchable, mate. It's untouchable. All right, let's All speed right. through Ladies these. You get, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, they're getting their um, Sony's review of the whole game throughout this whole episode. It's a special edition, this episode. All right, so we're moving on to best indie game. And uh, at the top of it, we have Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, Bap, 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 um, Stray, and Tunic. I'm going to put my money on Sifu just because I love the game. I thought the game was absolutely amazing. The concept was brilliant. The fact is that you get older each time that you die. And the skills that you acquire, you have to, you know, be careful with it. You've got to barter it a bit better. You know, game's amazing. It's crazy as well. Two of the two two of the five games Sony part funded and got it on the console first. You know what I mean? Is it shows that they they got the eye for it. I'm gonna say straight. Um, but I know Cult of the Lamb is the favorite. But I'm gonna say straight. Is it? Okay, okay, all right. And so we're leave, moving on to innovation in innovation in accessibility. Try saying that ten times faster. So number one, we have God of War Ragnarok. Then we have Last of Us Part One. Finally, into the uh, into the um, the running, uh, the quarry as dusk falls, and finally, Return to Monkey Island. Innovation uh, in accessibility. I, think, I haven't played these. I think so. the one thing I think Sony's the best in industry at accessibility. Mm-hmm. You always see it with their first party games, the amount of stuff they put into it. But God of War, from That's a technical us. standpoint, deserves to win mm-hmm. because they even have yeah. it where you can play by sound, like the vibration on the pad. Really? Black. Yeah, yeah. So with the pad, That's sick. the pad yeah, yeah. will kind of like do it by touch, like what's happening yeah. and stuff, which is crazy. But I think The Last of Us will win it because there was all that big, like, whole video dedicated to it and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So I think the last of us takes Okay. Moving into best VR and AR, we start with Moss Book 2, After the Fall, Among Us VR, Bone Lab, and Red Matter 2. Now, Moss Book 2, I think that's the one that I played at yours. Is that the one that I played? No, you played the first one. The first one? Okay, yeah, yeah. That mm. was amazing, man. That was just a crazy experience, being able to just, you know... Just peering for a whole um, platform level, you know, from mm. any perspective that you want. Well, that was brilliant. But um, I think Bone Lab else? would win just because I've heard a lot about it. So I think Bone Lab will Bone be Lab. the winner on this one. Yeah. Okay. Now into something more interesting. Best action game. We start with Sifu. Then we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge. You know that got a love on the uh, on the market. Uh, Neon White, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two, and Bayonetta Three. Good selection of games there. What's your money on? Uh, Sifu should win because of the way it's set up. But yeah. I think they'll give it to Bayonetta 3. Bayonetta 3, yeah. It's been in production for a while, so I might as well just grab something. But I also think that I actually might give it to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. You know, I mean, that's got a lot of love as well in the, you know, alternative market. So it'll be interesting to see. But obviously, they could easily give it to Call of Duty. Mm which would be a bit of a wash. Uh, but moving on, we have the best action adventure game. Uh, number one, we have God of War, Ragnarok. Number two, Tunic. Number three, A Plague Tale Requiem. Number four, Horizon Forbidden West. And five, Astray. 
But it's, that's, so I guess it's just going to be balanced out now, isn't it? So uh, mm. if God of War gets it, then I'll give it to Forbidden West. If they get it, then if not, play to Well, I think if, if God of War wins best action adventure game, it means Elden Ring wins game of the year. That's how I'm going to... The week before the Game Awards, I'm going to do a latest PSX episode. I'm going to politically show you how the awards will go out. If God of War wins best action adventure game, Elden Ring will win game of the year. But for best action nice. adventure game, in my opinion should be Horizon Forbidden West because those those fight scenes are just unbelievable, man. The fact yeah, that you can fly, were, drop physics. down, cut back up, everything. That's action adventure at its best, you know what I mean? Yeah, Mad. but I do think, I think um, Elden Ring's taking it for um, game of the year. Uh, but moving on to best role-playing game. Elden Ring, Live A Live, Pokemon Legends, Arceus, Triangular, uh, Triangle Strategy, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which just seems like the... Uh, the Nintendo Switch category is this. Hmm. Um, best I role playing Pokemon game. Legends. There's going to be a lot of Pokemon Legends. Yeah, they might as well get some love or even Xenoblade. I think it'd be one of the two. Hmm. Um, but yeah, only time will tell. Best fighting game. Okay, this is the best category of all categories. We have Sifu, Multiverses, The King of Fighters 15, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, All Star Battle R, and DNF Duel. I think uh, Tekken now, 7 I would have DLC. Loved it if there was a Tekken game in there. But, um... There is. <laughs> Tekken 7 DLC will win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just put it in there. <laughs> you know I, mean? I think entry. <laughs> Sifu should win, but I have a feeling just because of its popularity, Multiverses will win. Because you got to remember, again, politically, the Game Awards wants as much well, social yeah, engagement as yeah. possible. And they're going to say what yeah. who's playing the most, Multiverses. So that will win. So people will be like, well done, well deserved. <laughs> engagement, right? Yeah, so moving on to the Nintendo Switch category, best family game. We start with Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Nintendo Switch Sports, Splatoon 3, and Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Jeez, it's a bit of an onslaught, isn't it? Um, uh, yeah, I think... best family game. I'm guessing it's going to go to Mario Rabbit or even uh, nah, Lego. Man, that that definitely, definitely doesn't deserve to win it. What deserves to win it for me is Splatoon 3. What will win it is most likely Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker. As a family game, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Splatoon three is like <coughs> Splatoon when it first came out. People just got it because there was nothing else to play on the bloody platform at the time. But then they improved it with the second game, and then the third game, they yeah. really nailed what Splatoon is. And they have, you, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And you see it moving up constantly with its sales. So yeah, it's up there, man. It's up there it definitely deserves. Def definitely <laughs> you know I mean? deserves a single platform. Yeah, definitely deserves to um, win it, but I think it will go to Lego Star Wars because again, it's multi-platform in it. So yeah, and it's Disney money, and Disney want to make sure they get a decent investment back. Mm. Um, okay, we're going over to best sports slash racing game. Uh, first, we have Ali Ali World, Gran Turismo Seven, NBA Two K Twenty Three, FIFA Twenty Three, and F One Twenty Two. I need to update that one, don't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it needs to be. Uh, it needs to be Gran Turismo Seven, without a doubt. But again, more people play NBA Two K Twenty Three, right? But it has to be Gran Turismo Seven because I'm looking at yeah. all those games, and they've all got issues with them, except Gran Turismo Seven, which had issues at launch with the pricing. But yeah, Gran Turismo Seven should win that one. But they FIFA? always, they always give it to FIFA or NBA anyway, so it's going to be one of them too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plus it's, it's the World Swan Cup, song, mate. It? So, it's, it's, it's the World and Cup, it's the so World it's going to be FIFA yeah, 23, yeah, so. right? FIFA 23. All right, moving on to best multiplayer. We have Multiverses, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. What's your money on? Splatoon should win, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, if it doesn't win action yeah. game, it wins this one. That's going to win one and get it one It has award. to take away something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So not a lot of love for Call of Duty. But then again, that's an easy mm. given, isn't it? <laughs> I'll probably just sweep the board. Uh, and finally, ladies and gentlemen, yes, we've got to the end of this orgious list. Uh, most anticipated game. Um, so pens at the ready. At number one, we have Resident Evil 4 Remake. Number two, we have Starfield. At number three, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Number four, Hogwarts Legacy. And at number five, Final Fantasy 16. That is 16, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, um, obviously, for me, it's going to be Legend of Zelda. I feel like the game's going to be amazing when it eventually does drop. But Resident Evil 4 looks so promising. You know, an mm. amazing game. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Obviously, there's a lot of um, Harry Potter fans out there. 
But has it been a while? I mean, are they are going to be able to re? When is uh, when is sold out? Ones? When is sold out? March. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, they say in March, whenever the new Switch releases, right? Uh, I'm gonna say, well, Resident Evil Four won't. I don't think will win it. Starfield shouldn't win it because we don't see anything of it. I think Hogwarts Legacy will should win it because they just did that big forty minute gameplay drop and people are absolutely loving it. It's so oh, ambitious, okay. but because it has already won Game of the Year when it came out, uh, and the anticipation is so high for the sequel, I think Legend of Zelda will win most anticipated game. Um, and I like the fact that they're focusing on games that have a lot of stuff out for it and are due early in the year, and they're not putting in like Spider-Man 2, which doesn't have a date, doesn't deserve to be in there, because you should only be in this category if you have a sort of date and you're close to launch. Do you know what I mean? Like, where's, they where, where... some content to show. I mean, Spider-Man's not showing exactly, nothing. Exactly, exactly. You know? Well, it's kind of, but, um, kind of said yeah. the same thing about Starfield, right? <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. But Xbox, isn't it? they're going to pay their way in there somehow. But uh, Resident Evil 4, that's what my money's on. If not, definitely uh, Legend of Zelda. Uh, but yeah, that was the charts, ladies and gentlemen. And only time will tell. When are the awards, actually? Uh, beginning of December. Beginning of December. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. So moving on. What's the next uh, story we've got for the listeners? All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was a very, very long list. So let's go from a big, massive game awards show to let's get into a little cardboard box and hide in the corner. And just like Konami have for years and years and years, but it might be ready <laughs> for time to come out. Dun, 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 <laughs> you asked for it. Now you've got it. The ultimate FIFA soundtrack has been decided with iconic artists like Muse, MGMT, Saint Motel, Blur, Billie Eilish and more making their return in FIFA 23's new World Cup mode. Play the World Cup now in FIFA 23 on PlayStation 5. FIFA 23, the world's game. PlayStation. Hello everyone, I have a question for you. Did you know that we have a second PlayStation show called Latest PSX? No? Well, I have news for you. This show is exclusive to Patreon and we have new shows every single week. Over there we deep dive into news topics, predict large shows, discuss sales numbers and much more. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, I highly suggest that you become a patron, support the show and gain access to latest PSX every week. All right, and we're back. Number three. Rumours regarding the Metal Gear Solid 3 remake have intensified over the weekend as the project's supposed developer, Virtuous, has linked itself to Konami. Virtuous has been linked to a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake for a while now, and it's now listed Konami as a recent client on their official website. It should be noted that both companies have never worked together, and a Reddit user has spotted that the Fox engine is also listed by Virtuous as tech that the company have experience with. Back Mm. in October last year, an employee at Virtuous said the studio was working on an unannounced AAA remake, which was heavily speculated to be Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. The first leak and listening about Metal Gear Solid 3 was, again, by the woman we're always talking about via Twitter, uh, Millie Amand, who broke last year that um, a Chinese developer was working on Metal Gear Solid 3 and not um, Blue Point Games. Um so yeah, she was right on the money on that one. Konami yeah, has been heavily rumored to be working on a revival of the Metal Gear Solid franchise, which aside from the Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, will supposedly also include remasters of previous Metal Gear games. Metal yes. Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater was originally released for the PS2 back in 2004 and takes place during the 1960s as players controlled Naked Snake on a mission deep within enemy territory. The game introduced a hunger system where Snake had to catch and eat local wildlife to stay in top shape alex metal gear solid 3 it's getting closer it's getting closer if not the best metal gear solid you know when you just hit that that sweet spot you know great gameplay great story and it's just the right time in the franchise's life cycle and that was Mm. that was the peak for me um but yeah i'm so looking forward to this game obviously listeners know I've, i've actually played that game on a ds on ridiculously hard settings, and it was a blast. I didn't even think it was actually going to work that well, but it was brilliant. 
and I cannot wait for them to remake it and update the graphics, update the gameplay, so that you can just play it on the PS5 and then it's just gloriousness, you know? I just hope that they keep everything in because I know there's some like clips in there which may not age, may not have aged well politically, but um and it's interesting that there's gonna be a Chinese developer in there as well. So it'd be interesting to see what does get changed, if anything. But um I am definitely looking forward to seeing this and I welcome the remakes, all the remakes. I mean, out of all of them, which one are you looking forward to? Um, one, you know what I mean? I think I'll, one. I'll, one, because it's the oldest one, you know what I mean? In terms of like yeah, yeah. modern, um, but I'm, I, I enjoyed three just as much as I did one, three and one were in my top five for a point at yeah. a time, you know, and I change, I, sometimes I say three is better than one. Sometimes I say one's better than three, you know, it's just the way I am really. But three just had it all. Like you said, it was the absolute apex of metal gear solid you know what i mean um even i know mm. four and five came out afterwards but specifically metal gear solid three it was without a shadow of that the apex of that franchise and to have that remade mm. first there's a reason for that and um yeah cannot wait but i tell you what mate i cannot wait for number four hit me number with that news four. mate yeah, Bandai Namco Entertainment has revealed during its latest financial briefing that Tekken 8 is penciled in for a fiscal year 2023, which means it won't be out until sometime after March 31st, 2023. However, the publisher said it could come out later than that. Um, we are planning a number, sorry, we're planning a large number of projects. Tekken 8 is also under development with the aim of launching it in fiscal the year 2023 or later. Tekken 28 is currently in development for the PS5, PC, Xbox series. I cannot wait for this game. This game I just want to know where the I just want to know where the other 21 Tekkens went because you just said Tekken 28 is launch, currently in development. I was like, where did the other you 21 games go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome to the future, mate. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, Tekken 8, one of the most anticipated fighting games. Um, I mean, it's been a while since I've actually had like a an addition, hasn't it? When Tekken Seven came out in all those years ago, but I can't PS3, remember mate, when. PS3, PS3, PS3 days, and I've just been yeah. like padding it out with DLC left, right, and center. So <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see exactly the leaps and bounds they would have taken. You now they would have got to grasp call with it the now. Unreal Engine. It, now it will be late. No, it will be early 2024. So like January, February, March. It will be playable for the first time either at Evo or the Tokyo Game Show in 2023 because that Wait, falls okay. into yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so it falls into idea. the it's because obviously yeah. saying anytime after March 31st 2023 you get to the summertime Tekken 8 is playable mm -hmm. at Evo or it's playable at the Tokyo Game Show then it goes into hiding again and then obviously the game will launch after Christmas because it won't want to compete with after Christmas. Before Christmas yeah yeah like yeah, January yeah. or February 2024 that would be mm. a bummer even a whole year of waiting for this game, bloody hell. I cannot wait, man. Uh, and I've seen that clip that was released uh, a couple of months ago. I mean, it's just got everybody who's a Tekken fan. And even if you're not, definitely curious about which direction they could potentially go in the first game fighting game, especially AAA fighting game of this generation. You know, we've mm -hmm. already heard talks of Mortal Kombat potentially um, remaking Mortal Kombat 9. Um, but yeah, that's that's just all rumours right now. But definitely Tekken 8 is definitely on my wish list. Come on, Santa. <laughs> you asked for it. Now you've got it. The ultimate FIFA soundtrack has been decided with iconic artists like Muse, MGMT, Saint Motel, Blur, Billie Eilish and more making their return in FIFA 23's new World Cup mode. Play the World Cup now in FIFA 23 on PlayStation 5. FIFA 23, the world's game. PlayStation. Okay, number five, and let's go back to that Activision Call of Duty Microsoft Sony cocktail that we like to go on Yo. about. And this is one of the biggest updates for it. So Microsoft bigwig Phil Spencer himself has revealed that he is open to making a commitment to Sony that the Call of Duty franchise will remain on PlayStation platforms longer than previously agreed. This isn't the first time Spencer has addressed the situation, as he recently said that the multi-million selling franchise would remain on Sony consoles as long as there's a PlayStation platform to ship to. Speaking on a podcast, Spencer commented, This idea that we would write a contract that says the word forever in it, I think it's a little bit silly. 
But to make a longer term <laughs> commitment that Sony would be comfortable with, that regulators would be comfortable with, I have no issue with that at all. We think Call of Duty will be on PlayStation as long as players want to play Call of Duty on PlayStation. And that's not a competitive threat against PlayStation. That's just a pragmatic way of looking at it. Here's the key thing, because this is the point that we kept bringing up. When the podcast host seemingly began suggesting Microsoft could circumvent this by offering PlayStation a stream-only version of Call of Duty, Phil Spencer was quick to clarify, native Call of Duty on PlayStation, not linked to them having to carry Game Pass. If they want a streaming version of COD, we could do that as well, just like we do on our own consoles. There is nothing behind my back. PlayStation boss Jim Ryan previously commented that Microsoft's pledge to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation was inadequate on many levels. So Alex, he's now coming out saying, we want to make it longer. It's not going to be gaming. It's going to be native. It's not going to be streaming, sorry. It's going to be native on there. We will give that option of streaming if Sony want it, but it will be native. And they've also come up and said that it would be business suicide to Microsoft if they were to spend all that money and then not release it on PlayStation with all that revenue. <laughs> it just carries on. I don't want to go too much into it, but he's actually come out now and said, no, native. It's as if somebody told him about a podcast that <laughs> constantly was talking about it months and months and months ago about it being only on Game Pass. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely we've been putting that, that fire out there. But um, what do you think, man? What do you think? I don't give a shit, mate. I'm in Ragnarok. Okay, so I think, yeah, Ragnarok, that's what it matters right now. To be honest, like you said, I think it would be a business suicide if they did exit off the um, the PlayStation console or the family systems going forward in the future. At the end of the day, the Microsoft's game plan is, I mean, hardware obviously is not their strong point. What is their strong point is software. You know, software and cloud-based systems. So I guess anything on that nature, they're going to cream. But at the end of the day, why not put it on the PlayStation? They've already got Minecraft on the Switch. It's on every single console out there, and it's always in the top 10. Well, Minecraft in particular, always in the top 10 because of the Switch. It's not like they've taken that off or they're looking to take that off in the future. Yeah, so I think I think we could see him just, just leaving on there, you know, just because at the end of the day, they're going to get paid either way, right? So, um, yeah, the more the merrier. They'll probably stick it on a fridge if they could, <laughs> you know what I mean, provided that it's so powerful enough. You know, mm. you get caught absolutely everywhere. Not only in the fish and chip shop, but um, yeah, I can't wait for them to actually just um tell us exactly if it's going to be on their um what's that Xbox X in it and Series S. See if they're actually going to drop it on the Series S. If that's actually we'll going to hinder it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens on that one. Um, but yeah, I'm so tired of that. But we're going to keep talking <laughs> about it because there'll constantly be news drops about it, and our listeners want to hear about it. So we will bring it. Yeah. So moving on, ladies and gentlemen, um, we have some news from uh, Remedy. Uh, you know Remedy from the uh, Control uh, Development Studio. Uh, so Remedy and Five Hundred Five Games are co-developing Control Two, which was previously known as Project Heron. Uh, for any of you sneakers out there uh, it's going to be for the ps5 pc and the xbox series the sequel is currently in concept stage uh, so it's still a long way off and will be published on console and pc by 505 games and remedy respectively control 2 is powered by remedy's own north light engine and uh, speaking in a press release mikhail korsurinen well, hopefully I didn't butcher that name too bad. The game director on Control franchise commented, uh, with Control, we leaped into the unknown. We wanted to create something new, something different and unexpected, a world like no other. Thank you to the audience for making Control such a success for us with Control 2. We'll take another leap into the unknown. It'll be an unexpected journey. It'll take a while, but to put it mildly, this is the most exciting project ever I've worked on. Uh, it's still early days but it's worth the wait, which sounds to me like just investor talk, which for please give us money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We've got a very popular franchise. We're going to try and capture lightning in a bottle again. Um, but yeah, I mean, Control, the first one was an amazing game, you know, and the loose time with what Alan Wake was, was a good, you know, good link. Um, what they could potentially do with it now that's going to be released on the, or the current generation of systems, you know, God only knows, but um, it's, does sound interesting. How yeah, it does. Thoughts? You're looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, I played Control 
I got a bit bored towards the end. That was a game that overstayed its welcome, but its combat was absolutely stunning. I loved it. I got the platinum trophy in it. Um, oh, nice. But um, yeah, I I'm excited for it, but at the same time, I'm not really bothered. They said it's miles away, so we're talking what end of the generation <laughs> for this yeah, game, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, not really uh, talk worthy on that one at the moment. Sure. But I will just no say worries. that um, they did say that they only they were disappointed with Alan Wake remastered sales. So could that lightning of a bottle like dissipated now by the time Control Two hits? You know, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah. it's all about the, they're good. They're gonna have to nail it beyond next level to get people interested well, again you know so they didn't even talk about alan wake in this little news bit mm. did they so yeah, they're definitely keeping that quiet um and definitely need to recoup some cash from uh the failure that was alan wake um but yeah uh for the next we're gonna dive into the uk charts Hey everyone, Demi here and I am back with the UK sales charts of the week. Before we get started into the top 10, I have a couple of updates. So the PS4 version of Stray launched physically, which saw the game return to the charts at number 23, while Tactics Ogre Reborn comes in at number 24 and Cobra Kai 2 Dojo Rising debuts at number 28. Football Manager 2023 makes number 11 with Boxstall sales down 18% over last year's title. As a PC release, most of the game sales will be digital. The game is yet to get a new PS5 release date. Now, without any further ado, let's jump straight into the top 10. At number 10 is Minecraft with Animal Crossing New Horizons at number 9. At number 8 is Splatoon 3 with Horizon Forbidden West at number 7 after a 141% increase in sales week on week. At number 6 is Nintendo Switch Sports with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe at number 5. And at number 4 is a new entry. It is Sonic Frontiers. So the the Sega game sold 5% more copies in its first week than 2017 Sonic Forces, although digital will likely extend that a bit. 40% of boxed sales were on PS5, 34% on Nintendo Switch, 14% on Xbox and 12% on PS4. At number three is FIFA 23 with Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 dropping down from the number one spot after a slight 39% drop in sales week on week. At number one is our new entry, God of War Ragnarok. So... God of War Ragnarok is the UK's second biggest box game launch of the year behind FIFA 23. It means the PlayStation game sold more boxed copies in its first week than Elden Ring, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and Pokemon Legends Arceus. It is a massive opening week for the Sony title. 82% of week one boxed sales were on PS5 with 18% on PS4. Ragnarok sold more more in its first day than any previous game in the series sold in its first week. And according to the data firm, the game sold 51% more units in its first week than the previous best-selling game, 2018's God of War. In just one week, the game is already the third best-selling God of War title of all time. And in terms of revenue, it is already number two. And that's it for this week, folks. What do we think? Do we think Ragnarok will stay at number one for another week? Judging by the way Sonny raves about this game, it is definitely most likely. I will see you next week for the update. Yeah, thank you very much, Demi. Wow. God of War. It's, it is definitely season of God of War uh, with those numbers just sounding absolutely phenomenal. Breaking mm. records left, right and centre. They've done it again. You know, talk about lightning in a bottle. They managed to capture Fool's lightning, right? <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, on these. I mean, we knew it was going to be big. We actually spoke about it last week as well. We knew it was going to be big. We didn't know it was going to be this big. Like it is huge to sell more boxed copies than Modern Warfare Two. To sell more boxed copies than Elden Ring, Alex. Elden Ring. You're about to give us a number on Elden Ring, but to sell yeah. more boxed copies than that did on week one, and it's single platform compared to Elden Ring, which was multi-platform at the time as well is astonishing yeah. 
So definitely. Yeah, I can't wait. PS5 coming through. See the press release. You know what I mean? Um, massive sales, and I was way off. You said to me, "What do you think the split's going to be?" And I said, "Like sixty percent PS5, forty percent PS4," and it turned out to be eighty-two percent PS5. Eighty-two percent PS5 and eighteen percent PS4. <laughs> can I shout uh, out? Uh, also, want to shout out Horizon coming mm. back into the. It just doesn't leave. It just keeps bouncing around leave. that chart. Yeah, yeah. But thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to the plea. We've had numerous um, PSAs, public service announcement to get Grand Theft Auto out of the top ten. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your vote of confidence. Yes, we will see um, GTA Six now. <laughs> No, no, because GTA 5 will be back in the chart. Don't worry. No, no, yeah, no. It will no. be back. It won't be. It will be. It will be. It out. Uh, but yeah, jumping onto the numbers, we have uh, Elden Ring sales, which have surpassed 17.5 million copies worldwide. What did that's, I say to you? 20 million by the end of the year or 20 million yeah, by the end yeah, of the fiscal exactly. year, isn't it? It's getting there. It's getting there. The PS5 was the best selling console in the US, the UK, and Europe for the month of October. Uh, contributed obviously with the likes of God of War, Ragnarok. Well, and that's November, but I think it was. I was going to say, I think it was COD that really moved yeah, it. And yeah, yeah. more importantly, sure it up there as soon as it came. And out, more importantly, well. stock is back. Yeah. I'm seeing stock. it in shops now. I'm like, oh look at yeah. that! Oh look at that! You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, empty boxes which have already been sold out. You know what I mean? Feeling mm. to be put on a list, <laughs> but anyway. Um, and despite being um, available for three days, Modern only three days, Modern Warfare Two topped the October MPD charts. Because it's cut, you know, it's just it's just mm. what cut does. Uh, but yeah, thank you for that, Demi. You asked for it. Now you've got it. The ultimate FIFA soundtrack has been decided with iconic artists like Muse, MGMT, Saint Motel, Blur, Billie Eilish, and more, making their return in FIFA 23's new World Cup mode. Play the World Cup now in FIFA 23 on PlayStation 5. FIFA 23, the world's game. Hey listeners, it's Demi and I'm back with another game recommendation for you all. It's another survival horror game. Surprise, surprise. This game is available now through the PlayStation Store, so be sure to check this one out if you have loved the other recommendations so far. This one is called Do Not open. Hmm. In October 1994, three film students disappeared in the woods near Burkittsville, Maryland while filming a documentary. A year later, their film was found. You are going to be venturing into a land haunted by the souls of the dead from the fierce and deadly battle of South Mountain during the Civil War and an infamous witch hunt and struggle to escape the fictitious house of Ellie Kedward, better known as the Blair Witch, a house you are trapped in as you search for your wife and daughter. A tragic story inspired by real events about a man's fight to keep all reason and turn off the voices in his head. Schizophrenia or reality? Designed as a true survival horror, infused with vulnerability and fear and an emphasis on hiding rather than fighting, there are no second chances and your character only has one life. Inspired by escape room mechanics, you are to escape the house while dealing with a mysterious paranormal threat stalking you and your family. The pressure is intense as a clock in the bottom corner ticks down to zero. Once the clock stops, you must get out of the room. Now! Oh, sorry, didn't mean to scare you. Do Not Open is procedurally designed for replayability. Each new game will have a new house layout. Key objects will be in different locations. And with over 2 million different puzzle combinations, each playthrough will be a completely new experience from beginning to end. With the PSVR 2 version confirmed, Do Not Open will offer full virtual reality compatibility. Fear the virtual reality or fear the next gen? This game is now available through the PlayStation Store. The link to the trailer is in the episode description. I do not open definitely a game I don't want to open, uh, but thank you anyway. Uh, Demi for that scary review um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not really interested in that game at all but anyway you listeners you know if you do get to play these games and we do hope you do uh, let us know what your thoughts are in the comments well, section below because we do like you said, the trailer's in the description but this game actually looks interesting in the sense that it's a horror game in an escape room setting you know what I mean that makes it kind of cool like whoa hey might Imagine try it in VR <laughs> 
it's coming to VR. You know, she said it at the it end is. that they've already said PSVR two, so I will wait and play that in VR two eventually oh when I get God. it. So I can't wait to not try that game in VR then. Uh, but anyway, let's jump over to the, uh, the letters. And we are back with our listeners' letters. As always, feel free to ask us a question through our social media links in the description. First up, we have Billion from Montpellier, France. I'm so sorry if I butchered that name. They say, hi, men and lady. This question is for Sunny, but feel free to add input if you have some experiences. You have said a few times how you were a Sega fan, but over time you moved over to PlayStation. When did this start to happen? I know you preferred the PS1 to Sega Saturn, but you were also a huge Nintendo 64 wrestling game fan. What stopped you from jumping to Nintendo? Why did the PlayStation pull you in over established Mario titles and those previously mentioned wrestling games? Well, I was a Sega man myself, you know. Uh, Mega Drive all the way Woo! and it had FIFA 95 on it right so I was going to stick to Mega Drive no matter what and it was Mortal Kombat of course you know what I mean and Street Fighter so we didn't just have one we had both of the games which was great Um, but it started to my switch to, to PlayStation happened quick like when the PlayStation had its first Christmas in the UK we got it um, for Christmas and that was the switch over man that was it as soon as you were playing FIFA on the PlayStation 1, Mega Drive had its day. That was it. Listen, you will never beat PlayStation 1 demo disc. Die Hard with a Vengeance on there. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Crash Bandicoot, all these games. like, And then Tekken. I was like, oh my God. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, I wasn't going <laughs> to. Come on, mate. Did you see the shit yeah. show that was the Sega Saturn? No one's gonna be. You got. You <laughs> I don't got, think anybody did. You got the N sixty four promoting itself with Mario sixty four. You've got the PlayStation, yeah, this cool console, celebrating itself with Crash Bandicoot, and then you had the Sega Saturn with ninety nine nights. Who the fuck? Mm. What the fuck? Where's Sonic? Yeah, you know what I mean? Nights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they missed the ticket on that one. But I was literally, yeah, I, I was on PlayStation one straight away. It was just the cool thing to have. And it was CDs. I think that was the biggest thing, that you could put your music CDs in there at a time when you were like, what? You could put your music CDs in? Oh, my God. But you've got a valid point. Why didn't I go to Nintendo? Because it had the far, far superior wrestling games on there, which I loved. It had GoldenEye on there. It did have Mario on there. But as I said, I grew up a Sonic Sega boy, you know, so Mario didn't hit for me the way sonic did and i was looking at the n64 but as i said before the playstation had the discs and that was cool and you could put your music in there that was cool you know what i mean and n64 was still cartridges you know what i mean and it was just like yeah i'm sticking with playstation so that's Mm. what pulled me over is that cool factor the game ridge racer tekken no, no, nothing was going to compete. You know what I mean? Nothing competed with it until the Dreamcast came out. <laughs> you know what I mean? With Soul Calibur, you know, That's but true. it was just, it was just that cool factor with PlayStation that made me go. But I mean, I've always had my hand on, well, not Sega because they kind of dropped, but I did even with, I didn't play the Saturn, but I did have a Dreamcast. Um, and I did have a Nintendo 64. I didn't have a GameCube. Um, I didn't have a, yeah, I did have a Wii. Uh, not a Wii U, what a shit show that was, and we've got a Switch. I don't think but... anybody do Wii U. <laughs> yeah, so like literally, we've bounced around Nintendo all the time, but I think for me, the base was always just PlayStation because you get used to the pad, you get used to the IPs and certain games. That's why some people stick to Nintendo, they those IPs are established for them. And had Sonic been around, maybe I would still have a Sega console and I'd still be playing Sonic, you know what I mean? Because when I had the Dreamcast, I got the Dreamcast for Soul Calibur, uh, Shenmue and sonic adventure so it was just always there but i think yeah. playstation quickly identified itself as this is what it is this is what it can do here's the games and then everyone kind of gravitated with it so that's the reason why sega dropped the ball big time and there's also the big fact that um out of all the consoles the playstation one was the easiest to hack exactly exactly <laughs> you know what i mean you know when you say like piracy like you know spurs uh, industries obviously it works for the dvd market the cd market um but yeah definitely um you know aside from the the slew of games which are now being released on cds 
the security on that console was so lapsed. Uh, you just had to get it because it was just so easy to finally get to play this new generation of games exactly, man. for a fraction of the price. But um, but yeah, it was an amazing console. But um, great question, Bellion. Thank you. It is a great question. It's a great question. Um, I didn't need to chime in on that one. Let's uh, let's jump into the next one. Next up is Lisa from Detroit. She says, "Hi, Demi and the boys. Sorry if you've had this question before, but have you thought about what age you would retire from gaming? I think about how much time and money gaming takes up, and I'm seriously considering retiring at forty. I'm thirty-five and a mum of two, so I wouldn't have long left, and it scares me a little bit. But I know I want to take up some new hobbies when I'm old." keep up the good work all right retiring retiring well um thank you for that uh question lisa um beautifully read by demi i've actually retired already you know that this is this is this is my um you know what jay-z did when he came out with the black album well those hip-hop fans out there he retired back then right uh and then he came back into the game because he just made it more valuable and that's exactly what i did (laughs) <laughs> um, now I think I think when the PlayStation came out, I think that's what I just thought. You know what? I'm just going to put my hand down now, just like just leave it. I think as soon as I completed Metal Gear Solid, I thought that was the best game of all time. Like nothing's going to top that. And that's when I just thought, yeah, I'm going to put the control down and just pass it on to the younger generation. And it was only afterwards when I picked up on um, uh, I think it's Metal Gear Solid Three because obviously I skipped two. Two just looked freaking weird for me, like. But um, mm. but yeah, so I dusted off that retirement jersey and then uh, I I came back into the game. So uh, but yeah, Metal Gear Solid Three is when I actually decided to come back into the, the gaming world, and um, and now I don't think I'm ever going to retire from that. I mean, where about you? Yeah, I mean, I get, I understand I Lisa's uh, idea that you know you're at an age, your circumstances at home, uh, it is a lot of time and money to be a gamer. And you do want to try new hobbies and stuff. And I'll be honest, like my video game hobby is my getaway. It's my peace, right? That's my peace. People have their peace, you know, whether it be the gym or, you know, a substance or an activity or something. My peace is gaming. And I'll be honest, man, if I didn't have gaming, I'd probably be in jail or dead. Right. You know what I mean? Um, really? Yeah, man. <laughs> like even football? Football hooliganism, in it? You know what I mean? That's what makes it even worse. But literally, um, <laughs> ga- gaming for me is I just love the tech, you know, and I'm so happy mm. I'm in a world where VR is coming and stuff like that. How could you not want to still be a part of that? And I do find myself not putting so many hours into the likes of Tekken and eFootball and stuff like that as I used to because I don't have that time anymore because of my circumstances. So I'm more, the games that get my most time are the games that I really want to get into the story with. So the likes of God of War or Horizon, you know, if I really get into a game, I'm going to play it. I'm going to put the time into it and I'm going to take my time. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I haven't even, I really wanted to play Sifu, but I haven't even played it yet. Because I don't have the time, you know, and mm. that's changed for me. Will I ever retire from gaming? Hell no. But I can, I've already seen that the way I play games and the time I give to games has changed over the last like 10, 15 years. You know what I mean? Um, your boy's getting tireder and tireder as each year goes by when it comes to trying to stay up to play a video game. You know, the, the once in pen, you know, I, I used to be able to like, go all night playing and then go to work the next day that ain't happening now i look at the time oh oh my god it's bedtime yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah for real, for real. but yeah if you find a great hobby that takes that gives you the same things away from gaming go ahead but just remember gaming doesn't have to be expensive it can be a one-off payment on a subscription service it can be indie games it can be the perfectly positioned nintendo switch and it's indie games as well, you know. And in a few years' time, if you if you're 35 and you're talking about retiring at 40, by that point, it could just be an app on your TV, you know what I mean? Where you're just streaming games. So it might not be as expensive as you think. We'll see what happens. And again, it might not be as easy as you think. I mean, she's talking about retiring at around 40. If they suddenly bring out a God of War S type game or even a Zelda type game, you know, it's these core franchises that bring people back. So I guess short long and short of it is as long as they keep making decent games we ain't going anywhere but um mm. and i guess the form factor as well maybe 
I think that's one of the reasons what, what kept me in the game really was uh, the switch, you know, because it was just so portable, having two kids as well. It just wasn't convenient to like, you know, to actually find the time to just sit down and mm. actually just dedicate time to block off the TV and just get lost into a game. But it's very easy just to pick up the switch, plug it and play. Obviously, you can just start, pick up and start. Obviously, with the SSD on the switch, you could just jump straight into where you were and then just continue the game. That's pretty much how I played Zelda. You know, that's how I completed that game. So um, I think the form factor, as long as it becomes more convenient, you know, we've got a lot mm. more solid state drives now. We can just stop and start. That is a key component to keeping gamers enjoyed because it, regardless of age, you know, this world where we're getting distracted left, right and centre, you know, with Twitter or Instagram or just life in general, you know, we just want to be able to just have like a nice little dive in experience and then just dive back out, but not have to wait, you know, to load up, you know what I mean? Because no one's got time to wait to watch a mm. game. Unfortunately, PS5, you know, that's, eradicated that the xbox has eradicated that even the switcher so um will we retire from games as long as they can keep making it convenient probably not and as long as they keep making good quality games why why would you want to retire <laughs> mm, well uh, thank you anyway lisa yeah yeah thank you really good question um but yes ladies and gentlemen uh that is it for the week it's been a god of war infused week as you can tell uh, but yes do let us know if you've got any thoughts about any of the things that we talked about today whether it's the future of santa monica's plans um what are your thoughts about that um obviously we've got war being all about the place um the, the game awards nominations what were your thoughts are you happy with what's been uh nominated do you have any other alternatives now, maybe for game of the year. Uh, let us know in the comment section below. Metal Gear Solid 3, the remake, if the movement has started. It's coming. It's going to be, uh, hopefully, it will take over the industry as it did when it was first released and even more so. Um, but yeah, do you have any ideas of any other films or, sorry, films or even game franchises that you'd like to see remade? Let us know. And obviously, the love for the for the uh, for the show, which is Tekken Eight, our baby. Uh, we can't wait for that to be uh, dropped whenever it does come out. Hopefully, it does come out before the um, before twenty twenty four. But anyway, let us know your thoughts on anything that we've talked about today. But for me and him, and back to before Jet Set, you only got any last words, mate? <laughs> Every week. Every week, every, every single week. week. Uh, we're just gonna. I'm just gonna rewind back to the beginning. Tekken Eight, baby. Yeah, yeah. Tekken Eight. Well, ladies and gentlemen, have a good day, night, evening. Take care of yourselves. Peace. Peace.